Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert Diogo Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. Andrea, let us know, man, what are we talking about today? Today we start our special preview series with the competition set to start in 17 days on October 5. We will bring you up 10 special episodes with previews of every single team and an overall preview of what to expect from the competition. Find out what changes on each of the 18 teams we had and what to expect from the upcoming season of the EuroLeague with episodes coming out every day from Monday to Thursday. Thursday until the start of the competition. Today we start with the previews of the defending champions Real Madrid and uh, as well as you guys know we are a sports teachers presentation to make sure you don't miss out on our EuroLeague coverage subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itus EuroLeague. Are you ready to start previewing this that can very well be the best EuroLeague season ever? Yeah for sure I mean last year we had a hell of a season and from what Uh, from how things went in the offseason this season may be even better and even more competitive so I'm very excited man let's get it started excited we are indeed and we start our previews with the defending champions Real Madrid that despite moving from players like Nigel William Goss Corneli Randolph and Hanga they were able to keep their core together they kept Sergio Rodriguez Alassane Musa Lul, Kossor, Ezonia, Rudy Fernandes, Albalde, Yabusele, Gabriel Deck, Eric Tavares, Poirier, and the youngster Nadier that uh, has been showing very good signs for this Real Madrid team as being an uh, important piece for their future. They were able to add to that core none other than Facundo Capazzo. Campazzo is uh, back to Real Madrid after playing for the team for five seasons. He had a stint in the NBA and after last season playing for Red Star, he is back to Real Madrid where he will be a very important piece for the defending champion, champions to aspire to repeat their title. And in a summer with many high-level signings across the EuroLeague, the defending champions adding Campazzo is certainly not worthy. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you can say that uh, the, the defending champion actually had a, a missing piece, but if there was one, <laughs> yeah, if there was one, it's for sure Campazzo. I mean, we talked about it all year long, how a true point guard would help that team. I mean, they had Sergio Rodriguez, but obviously he's a bit older now, even though He still contributes at a, a high level, but uh, absolutely, Facundo Campazzo, man, he's probably he's probably going to be one of the best point guards playing in Europe, top five for sure. So it's a big upgrade to that team, and I, I, like I said before, I, I think he was the missing piece on this team. And I think he will take the defending champions to an even higher level. It's incredible how a team like Real Madrid is able to keep their core together, but at the same time is able to add a piece that knows the team, knows the way that they play, and just is the perfect missing piece for that roster. And they come out of the previous season as champions, and they come into this one as one of the favorites for sure. Because for sure. having a player like Campazzo that adds all the things that they have. And we kept saying last season that they needed a player like this, and then we see... Sergio Rodriguez stepping up in the most important moment of the season. And if Thanks. Sergio Rodriguez is able to have that backup role to back up a player like Campazzo, they, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. It yeah. cannot Sky's, get much better than that. Yeah, 
sky is the limit for this team for sure and they keep all that core very strong team together we heard yeah. rumors of they still being looking out into the market and potentially adding other players if that happens we will bring you guys special episodes like recapping all the all the new additions for these teams that we have been previewing throughout these episodes we got you guys covered but let's then end the this preview of Real Madrid and we will do this for every single one of these teams we will look over their strengths the concerns we have with their roster their key players what to expect from each team and starting with the defending champions Diogo what do we expect to see from Real Madrid on this edition of the EuroLeague well I'm gonna be honest I expect full dominance from them from start to finish uh, I think they are the favorites to, to win the championship because their team is just ridiculous like When you look at them, every position, like if you have Campazzo and a guy like Sergio Rodriguez backing him up, then you have Musa, Mario Azonia, Yabuzele, Walter Tavares, Abalde. I mean, they're so deep and so talented. And they have a good coach also, Di Matteo. He proved to be a very good coach in the Final Four because he made some adjustments and he made some key moves that earned that their team the, the championship. So I really expect Real Madrid to have a, a hell of a regular season. I think they are one of the deepest teams in the league. And uh, I expect that that's this season for them to go really, really well. Uh, I, I expect them to be in the Final Four and competing for championships again, like they usually do. But again, like I said before, this team is even better than last year. And they won the championship. So it's going to be really hard to beat them. And a leader like Campazzo in there, it just takes them to a whole other level. So I, I don't really have many concerns here. I mean... They, They they are stacked everywhere <laughs> you look at it. So uh, I really think they're going to have a hell of a season. It's hard to think how this team fails. Exactly. Uh, I'm not saying that they will repeat and win again the early title. That's extremely hard to do. They will yeah. be one of the contenders, that's for sure. And they exactly. will be extremely competitive. And think speaking about key players, and they are the champions. And like you just said, Campazzo might be their key player, might be the most important player of the team because of the way he's able to unlock other players. How good will he be for a player like Musa? I think he's going to be great because he, he's going to be able to, to help Musa develop not only his playmaking skills, but uh, just as a, player, as a player overall, like his mindset, his competitiveness. I think Campazzo is a guy that's proven. And being a small guy, you always have that chip on your shoulder. And if he's able to install that on, on the, the rest of the players on that team, I think it's going to be so important for them. I believe Walter Tavares is the guy who's going to be the most impactful, like he always is, just because of his size and how dominant he can be at the EuroLeague level. But Campazzo is right there with him because being a floor general is so important in EuroLeague. And I just think he's going to set the tone for them from start to finish. And picking on that and uh, on Walter Tavares and his impact that we know he has on the game, he's one of the most dominant players in last season. He was the MVP of the Final Four for good reasons. A very interesting thing with adding Campazzo is also on that side of the court. We know that Campazzo is a very aggressive defender. He is able to get a lot of steals. And that might allow Real Madrid to look into other defensive strategies that might allow them to adjust to certain matchups. And the They just maximize their roster on both sides of the court in a, a very significant level. They will have very high competition during this early season. Don't worry. This is not a given that they will be winning it all. No, not But, at all. Not at all. Yeah, this addition of uh, Campazzo makes this Real Madrid roster a real poorhouse. 
where it is very hard to find any weaknesses. But from the defending champions that are led by Chus Mateo once again this season, let's move into a team that we said on their season recap that they needed to change things up and check things up. And the team led by the head coach TJ Parker was able to keep some important players for them last season, like Nando De Colo, like Charles Cahudi and Yusufa Fall. They expect to have Geoffrey Lover ready to play for them this season, but they had many, many additions and very important ones like Frank Jackson, Paris Lee, Edwin Jackson, Timotel Wakabarot, Boris Dallo, Mike Scott, Mbain Dai, and John Egbunu. And despite they Uh, losing players like Dibost, Anthony Diot, Alex Tayos, John Matthews, they and Yves Pond, they certainly will be able to show improvements uh, into their roster with these players that uh, they are they were able to add. But let's start by looking at their backcourt, where they added two very important players in Paris Lee and Frank Jackson. Paris Lee is well known by our listeners. Uh, he played two seasons ago by Monaco, and the last season he played for uh, Paratinaikos. For his early career, he averages 9.1 points, 1.6 rebounds, 3.1 assists, and 1.2 steals per game, being his defense one of his calling cards while Frank Jackson uh, has his first experience in Europe after being in the NBA. He's a 6'3 American guard. He was drafted in 2017. He was the 31st overall pick. He played for the New Orleans Pelicans. He played for the Detroit Pistons. And last season, he was with the Utah Jazz, spending some time in the G League with the Salt Lake City Stars where he had averages of 26.8 points, 3 rebounds, 3.3 assists. Asvel had a very busy summer. And before we look into the rest of their additions, what do you expect to see from Lee and Jackson during this uh, season? I think if we look at the EuroLeague uh, the past few years, uh, it's been a lot of guard play. And that, that has been proven to be uh, a nice way to, to try and contend, like we've seen FH do with Misic and Larkin. So I think as Asvel is trying to do a little bit of that here, uh, having a, a strong core of guards, and obviously they already have Nando De Colo, and then adding guys like Paris Lee, who is a very good player, even though he's a small guard, but he's a very good player. And uh, Frank Jackson, uh, a good shooter with some NBA experience as well. Uh, I think these two guys are going to be able to give them more depth at the guard position, which I think they needed. And I think they're going to take some pressure off of Nando De Colo because obviously being older, uh, I think he had a lot to deal with last season because he basically basically had to do it all on offense for Asvel. So I believe these two guys will be very important to help Nando De Colo lead the way for this team. And I think th these are positive additions for sure. Leon Ball defense is certainly something that this roster could use, while Frank Jackson's overall ability truly raises their ceiling. He's one of the rookies to track during this EuroLeague season. And uh, alongside players like De Colo, they will have a very strong backcourt unit that gives Asvel fans reasons to be excited about, with uh, the team also adding the French guard, Edwin Jackson, the 33 years old. He's back to Asvel after stints with the, the team from 2007-2014 and later from 2019-2020. But Asvel addition, additions go be, besides their backcourt And another important name that they were able to add to this team, to this roster, was Timothy Luau Cabarot, a wing player, a position where they were lacking last season. The French player will be on his second EuroLeague season. 
after playing for Milano, where he averaged 9.4 points, 2.6 rebounds, 1.1 assists, and 0.6 steals per game. What do you see him adding to this roster? I believe he's going to be he's going to have a, a very good season. Uh, last year with Milano, he he was kind of disappointing. I mean, coming from the NBA, uh, I, I think people expected him to to be better and to have better numbers, to just to play better overall. And I think for a team like Oswald that doesn't have the expectations that Milano has, I think he's going to be better because they're going to be kind of under the radar. And I believe he will add uh, some defense because he is a long wing. He has a long wingspan and he's a very good shooter as well. He's not the best creator, but that's why you have guys like Nando De Colo and Paris <laughs> Lee. So I, I believe they're going to be able to, to get some easy shots for him. And he's a very good shooter from three, especially from the corners. So I think TLC can, can add some very nice things to this team. And we spoke about this last season that they, they were lacking some wing talent. And I believe TLC brings that and I think it's going to help them in that department. You touched the the exact point that for me will be crucial for him this season. He went to a situation where him and the team didn't perform at the level that uh, we expected to him. And now he comes into a situation that uh, they ended the last season last place and he goes to play in his country and uh, there is a whole motivation and lack of pressure on, uh, over him that for yeah. me will be crucial for him this season. And I think we can expect very good things from him. And uh, I'm excited to see that uh, the way yeah. he will be able to add to this team. I think he can yeah. be very good. And like you said, it's really a player in a position that they lacked. And I think exactly. it's a perfect addition it, for us. It's kind of like a fresh start for him. And I believe for the team as well, because I really think they're going to be better. And I think TLC is going to be a big part of that. I see TLC being a, a key cog for this Asphalt team that comes into this season with high aspirations and legit high aspirations. And uh, I take this opportunity to remind you that uh, we will be previewing every single team. So you guys know what to expect from all the teams involved on this edition of the EuroLeague. And uh, where do they rank after their moves this offseason? But uh, let's move into the poor forward and center positions with Aswell bringing in Max Scott and John Egbunu to share responsibilities with players like Laverne and the Fall. Mike Scott played in the NBA from 2012 to 2021 after being the 43 overall pick on the 2012 draft by the Atlanta Hawks. He played in France for Nancy Basket in the previous season before joining the Gigantes de Carolina in Puerto Rico, where he won the championship and was the finals MVP, averaging 24.6 points and 7.6 rebounds per game. Egbunu, on the other hand, is a 6'10 big man from Nigeria that uh, after spending a season in the G League with the Long Island Nets, played in the South Korea before heading to Europe, where he played for several teams. And last season, he was playing the Turkish League and also in the FIBA Europe Cup where he had averages of 9.2 points and 6.4 rebounds in 22 minutes per game. How impactful these two players can be for Asphalt season? Well, starting off with Mike Scott, uh, I believe he's going to be playing mostly the four for them. And I think that's also an area they elect. And having that three and four with TLC and Mike Scott, I think it's going to be very good because they both can play at a very good level on defense and they're both very good shooters. Uh, having a, a four-man like Mike Scott who can stretch the floor and open up the the, the court for guys like Nando Di Colo to, to drive and to score at will because obviously Nando 
He's a hell of a scorer. Uh, I think Mike is going to be a great addition to them. He, he also brings experience. He, he's been in the NBA for, for a lot of years. So I really like this signing for them. I, I think it's going to be very good for this team. And then um, talking about um, Egbunu, uh, he, he's, he had a season in the G League and then he's had some experience uh, over Europe in the past few years. Uh, I think he's going to be able to, to help them with some size. Uh, they have um, they have Fall and they have Laverne, but Laverne is usually injury prone and he misses a lot of games. So Egbunu, uh, he might be ready to take this next step and, and to play at a EuroLeague level. And I think he's going to be a, a decent option for them uh, after Fall. Uh, I think Fall is the main guy. Again, uh, this all, all goes to Laverne's injury concerns, but uh, I think he's going to be able to help them uh, just for the simple fact of his size and being able to to protect the rim and to, to help them. So I, I think these two signings are very good as well, but especially Mike Scott, because I believe he gives them things that they didn't have last year and they really need they really needed to address it. And I believe Mike Scott's going to help them a lot this this season. Looking into what to expect from uh, Aswell and just like we did with uh, Real Madrid, how big of an upgrade it is to go uh, into the season with a potential starting five of uh, the call of Frank Jackson, TLC, Mike Scott, Lovern. And this is not even starting out because they have other players and other options that will be competing for those positions. How big of an upgrade this is? Who is the, their key player? Which concerns do you have with uh, with this team? And most importantly, what do you, do you expect to see from Asphalt this season? I think their key player is actually going to be TLC because uh, having guards who can facilitate for him and with with him being able to, to lead the way defensively, to be one of the best defenders on the team, I think between him and maybe Mike Scott and Paris Lee, of course, uh, even though he's undersized, but he's a very good defender, like you said. Uh, but I think TLC is going to be the, the key factor here because of what he can do on both sides of the floor. Uh, obviously, I, I think Nando Decolo is still going to be the best player or he's going to be at the top of that team for sure. And uh, But I believe TLC... If he's at his best, I think he's going to be able to give great contributions for this team. I agree in terms of what they need to add to this roster and how important he is to to this roster. I am very excited about Frank Jackson. And if Frank Jackson is able to be a very high-level EuroLeague player, I think this Asphalt team's outlook changes completely into the next season and their upside yeah. is way higher. I think that he can be that important of a player for them, but it's a, a higher variation prospect into the next season, while TLC role is indeed very impactful and crucial for the success of this asphalt yeah. team heading into I the agree. next season. I agree with what you said about Frank Jackson. The only reason I didn't win with him is because uh, I believe that they have a lot of guards and especially those three guys, Paris Lee, Frank Jackson, and Nando DiColo. So I don't know if Frank Jackson is going to have the the high le- Obviously, he's going to play a lot of minutes, don't get me wrong. But uh, I think TLC is going to have a bigger role as far as like getting a lot more playing time and being the main option at the position. And, and that's why I think TLC is going to have the, the more impact on this team. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with you on that. And how high do you think that this team can go? Remi- remembering everybody that uh, we will have an episode that we will be previewing every all the teams together as a whole. We will do a sort of power rankings of the EuroLeague teams and what to expect heading into the next season, who the top players will be. But uh, 
how high do you think that this team can go? Do you think that they, they can expire to reach uh, playing? I think, uh, okay, first of all, I think they will be much better than last year. That's for sure. Uh, I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league. I don't think they're going to be like bottom three or four teams. If if they have enough to make the playoffs or the play-in, I don't know because EuroLeague is so stacked this year. There are so many good teams. Like <laughs> yeah, the problem the, is not them. The problem is yeah, that there exactly. is so much they, talent they, everywhere. I, I think <laughs> I think they did a great job with the additions they had. I think they built a, a very interesting team, but the other teams did that as well. So <laughs> it's going to be so competitive. It's going to be so hard to make it to the playoffs. But I think they can be in that fight for the play-in. Uh, I believe. They can aspire to be like a, a top 12, top 13 team. So they're going to be in that fight for sure. They should absolutely aspire to be in the playing mix and take a leap in relation to their previous performances in the EuroLeague. But that won't be an easy task as the EuroLeague level is really high and probably the highest that it has ever been uh, across all the teams and uh, this takes us to the end of this Real Madrid and Asphalt preview, but tomorrow we will be bringing you a very special episode talking about some of the teams that uh, make the level of this EuroLeague extremely high. We will be previewing what to expect from Olympiacos and Paratinaico seasons. Make sure to tune in for it. Do not miss out on our new episode. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague. Also, if you are into fantasy basketball, make sure to take a look at all the great work that is being done at uh, sportsitos.com. As you guys know, we have the pleasure to be part of this network and this is an important time of the year for the website on that front. Make sure to take a look there. We will be back talking about the EuroLeague tomorrow with you guys. So as always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye guys. See you on next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.